What's up, everybody, and welcome to all my newbies. This is Marnesia, the owner of Mini Voids Outreach and the host of this podcast, Mini Voids. Thanks for tuning in to the place where my words aim to uplift, motivate, and push you right where you are. Yes, even when you don't want to hear it. <laughs> so don't just listen with your ears, but listen with your heart. Because when I'm helping you, I'm helping me as well. Let's get to it. We've got work to do. Hey everybody, what's up y'all? Look, it is 2023. Do you hear me? It's 2023. Now, I just know that you all did not think that I was done with this podcast. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> I love my Mindy Boys family. Look, I've had people reach out and tell me how they um caught up with the episodes of last year i've also had people reach out saying you coming with more episodes you got you got more episodes and i'm like yeah i'm not done so look y'all got me look i'm here it is the first thursday of 2023 and i um came out with my book uh that i discussed with you all on I think the last episode but my book did come out um I think at the end of November so please go on Amazon and grab that it's called a love for self and of course you can put my name in um but it's on Amazon it's available for you all it's definitely a good read for the men who's wondering um if you could uh, purchase it, please go purchase it. I've had some men to already purchase. So, yeah, I think you all will enjoy as well. Go out and get the book on support. Men and women. It's available to both of you all. So, look. Uh, like I said, I've uh, published my first book. Yay to me. Can't believe I came out with a book, but I did. Um, And I've also just been doing some things um that i've just been enjoying so after publishing my book in november i took me a little break because i've just taken everything in i'm like oh my god i finally obey god and i know somebody is listening like y'all can relate to that because we be hard-headed sometimes and i know i was so uh after years of consistently uh being dealt with concerning writing books i finally just surrendered so i was definitely excited about that and just excited about um the things that's going on in my life currently and the way my life is um progressing and the direction that i'm headed in so i was just taking everything in i'm uh, proud of myself um sidebar <laughs> never forget to clap for yourself whether it's a small accomplishment a big accomplishment clap for yourself pat yourself on the back because look you're one step ahead of where you were yesterday so i'm so proud of myself anyways let's fast forward to today's episode look it's called on your lane look i've been owning my lane lately unapologetically and I don't care how nobody feel about it. Like, it's just, it feels good. It feels good to own my lane. Um, and I know oftentimes this is a struggle for us. So the first thing I want to discuss is um, my 
my points that kind of blocks us and prevent us from being able to own our lane. So um, the first one is insecurity. So I had to wrench and not reach. I had to wrench way back and um, just kind of put some thought to what kind of held me back from doing the things and being who God has called me to be. So I can say insecurity was definitely one of those things. Um, And I feel that way because I think insecurity seems to automatically be attached to not knowing or being comfortable with ourselves. So when we don't know ourselves, we can't be secure. When we're not comfortable with ourselves, we can't be secure. So um, I think what causes us to actually get to know ourselves is life itself uh going through things encountering people um and just discovering who we are in general and like i said that only comes with um life experiences because you you get to discover what you like what you don't like um you you get to find out how something has shaped you or uh that could be in a good way or a bad way so insecurities, I wasn't comfortable um, with myself for a long time. And I think it's because um, of the root of rejection that causes my insecurities to uh, blossom. So, of course, I had to do some digging and, and you know, continuous digging to my adulthood to discover that rejection was the root of me not being comfortable with myself. So that is something that held me back from owning my own lane because it made me uncomfortable. You know, that rejection, that trigger point that I carried, um, that those emotions that was um, swept under the rug, you can say, I was uncomfortable with being myself because of the secret emotions that was bottled up concerning me concerning things uh, that made me feel certain type of ways about myself so as you all know um this is in my book also so i'm not going to give you the entire story but i'm just going to give you a little you know scratch the surface just a little bit um growing up my dad wasn't in my life the way that I felt or the way that he should have been. So that produced rejection. So that rejection caused me to literally hate myself. And I'm not talking about a dislike thing where, oh, I just don't like me. But no, literally hate myself. Um, So hating myself made me uncomfortable with who I was because I didn't think I was adequate Um, I didn't see my value in myself because the person that I felt like should have been there was not. So that made me feel like, okay, something got to be wrong with me then. So to get um, more, you know, to dive into that a little more, you can, like I said, purchase the book because I know it's somebody that's listening and I know you're probably like, oh my God, I went through the same thing or maybe I'm still battling um, with the same thing, rejection. From a parent not being present. So my second thing um, 
points that will block you is life experiences, y'all. What we go through in life plays a major part in the way that we show up. How we view and process what we go through, it plays a major role in how we show up. How we show up for ourselves, how we show up for the people around us, how we show up for goals and things that we set, like how we just show up in general. What we experience in life, how we view it and how we process it, it's important. It's important because you can have two people that go through the same thing, but they can digest that situation in two different ways. Um, so let's say abuse, for example, somebody, we can have two people that go through abuse, you know, they've been abused before and one person, one of the people might, uh, become an abuser themselves and the other person may be fearful throughout life because of what they've experienced. So even though it's the same situation, it does not mean that everybody is going to digest that situation the same way. So um, perception is everything. So how we process things plays a role in how we show up. So since I processed my rejection in a way of feeling like I was the cause of me being rejected, I was not able to show up. You know, I wasn't able to show up for me. I wasn't able to, you know, just show up as a whole individual and just own my lane and be comfortable in the lane um, that I've, you know, been purposed to be in or just being comfortable with who I should be comfortable with, which is myself. So a lot of times we're like imposters to our own selves because we don't know who we are and we're not comfortable with who we are. So it's like if you're in a room full of people and you're uncomfortable, it's like, why am I here? You know, and it's the same way with ourselves, you know, living in his body and, you know, being who we are, but not being comfortable with us and not knowing us. It's like, you know, disgusting. (laughs) So, um, it definitely requires some digging to really just, you know, be able to show up, not just show up, but shine, you know, show up and be confident when you're showing up. So that also makes a difference as well. Judgment is the third one. Judgment, which is how others view us and what they think about us. I know this is one that prevent prevented me for a long time, for quite some time, for um, possessing the ability to own my lane. Because I, in, in my mind, like I said, since I dealt with rejection, which um, had insecurities attached to it, um, self-esteem issues was attached to it because, you know, I thought I was the problem. So it's so many things that comes with rejection. So since I felt a certain type of way about myself, I was concerned with the way other people viewed me. I was concerned with how they felt about me, uh, as far as from a standpoint of, if I'm good enough or not, you know, 
I really didn't care about and still don't care if somebody liked me or not. Like, you cannot like me. You can like me. That's fine. But my issue was when people viewed me like, did they think I was enough? Because, you know, there was a point in my life when I didn't feel like I was enough, you know. Um, still to this day, sometimes I just feel like, look, God, what you asking of me? I might not, <laughs> I might not be good enough for all it. But, um, I had to get myself in check with that when, when those moments happen. But judgment was definitely something that blocked me from owning my own lane. Because I was like, what would they think about this? What would people think about that? You know, um, if I show up this way or if I say this, you know, what they going to think about it? So trying to think for myself and others became overwhelming, you know, and it is overwhelming. So if you're somebody that's doing that, look, honey, that's going to always be overwhelming because our own thoughts themselves are enough, like. If you think as much as I think, look, that's enough for one person. But people pleasing is definitely a major one. So, like I said, since I'm one of those people, I don't care if you like me or you dislike me. You know, I've always been that way. People tell me that all the time. I've always been that way. But I did not realize that there were so many different ways to be a people pleaser. I was a people pleaser. Like, yes, it was me. I wanted to make everybody happy. I always prioritized everybody because I didn't want to let nobody down. Um, like say for instance, if, if someone invites me somewhere, you know, no matter if I'm tired, no matter if I want to go, um, like if I halfway want to go, I'm going like I prioritize everybody because I was just that friend or, you know, whatever I was to them family member that just did not want to let anybody down. I just felt like as if caring for someone meant that I should always be going full throttle behind them. And then that that alone, you know, caused me to fail to realize and think about the fact that even in my absence, you know, I could still show up. You know, even in my absence, who and what I've been to them, you know, thus far should be enough, should be able to carry weight when I'm not there or when I don't feel like it or when right now is just not a good time, you know. So um, I didn't like telling people no. I didn't like, like, no, I can't make it. Like, I was always one of those people that show up at everything. And, like, literally, I just stopped being like this maybe um, a year and a half, two years ago. I just stopped being that way because, for one, I realized that everything that I was putting out and how I was showing up for other people, I didn't always get back, you know. And it was noticeable. Like, that lack of reciprocation was noticeable. And I just didn't feel like that was fair. It it made me feel like I was putting myself in a position to get the short end of the stick. So I was like, look, I got to do something about this. 
And what I decided to do was to prioritize me, prioritize how I felt, prioritize if I didn't just want to, prioritize if I didn't feel like it, prioritize if I just want to sit in the house, like prioritize, I'll catch you next time. Like I had to consider me. And I had to realize that just because I did not want to or couldn't, because a lot of times, even when I truly couldn't, because I was doing something else or whatever the case may be, I was sacrificed. I would still push myself to show up for others because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I always, like even my family members, friends, everybody know, like, If you invite me somewhere, I'm coming. Or if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Because I just feel like being a person of your word carries so much weight, you know. And I've never not wanted to be an individual that don't show up for people. Because I know how it feels to, you know, long for, you know, that support. You know, just support in general, like just showing up feels good when you know that you have people that'll just show up for you. It can be something simple. Hey, let's go eat. You know, my mind always went beyond the invite. My mind will process things like, um, what if this is the last time I'll be able to eat with them? Or, you know, just all kind of things. Or what if they're going through something and just need company? Or, you know, just stuff like that. So, It made me feel like I had to be on full throttle 24-7. So um, now it's just a point. I'm at a point where I'm just prioritizing me now. Prioritizing how I feel, what I don't want to do, what I don't feel like doing, what I can't do. You know, even um, financially, I always show up. You know, not just a physical thing, but financially, I always show up emotionally. I always show up for people and I find myself just pouring, 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 pouring. And um, moments where I'm low, nobody can even recognize it. You know, they can't even see because they're so used to me being strong. They're so used to me being that backbone, the one that pours, the one that that deposits into them. To the point that they've come become blinded to the fact that I'm human as well. So part of me owning my own lane boiled down to the fact that I can't always show up for people, you know, more than I show up for myself. So when showing up for, for others, my thing is to make sure I consider me. You know, I still know how to be selfless, still know how to be supportive, loving, encouraging, and all of those things because it's just me. That's just my character. But realizing that, consider me in the midst of prioritizing everybody else. So that became a major thing for me because I'm like, I'm a people pleaser, like... Okay, and then I end up getting worried about it sometime last year, a couple months ago, and it just, it made everything make sense, because there's so many ways to be a people pleaser, and I know sometimes when we hear the word people pleaser, people uh, think, automatically think like, 
doing everything somebody wants you to do or, you know, uh, trying to, it, it could be anything, trying to buy people. Some people try to buy people's love, buy people's time and all kind of stuff like that. But it's so many ways to be a people pleaser. And like I said, I realized that I was one of those and um, killing that, destroying that thing is part of me owning my lane because that's something that'll block me from owning my lane next i want to discuss some of the points focal points that pushes me to owning my lane confidence y'all discovering the confidence that is needed in order to be who i'm called to be to do what i'm supposed to do Digging into myself, loving myself, um, believing in myself, rooting for myself, cheering myself on, clapping for myself. Like I said earlier, just, you know, not being one of those people that overlooks the fact that I am enough. I am moving forward. I am growing, you know. All of that, acknowledging my growth, because I think a lot of times we do progress, but since we're so hard on ourselves and we know where we want to be, we uh, overlook the fact that some progress has been made. So just cheering myself on, celebrating uh, my steps, you know, moving forward. One step is a step ahead. Three steps is a step ahead. No matter how many steps you take, you take, acknowledge that you stepped. You stepped into your own lane. And that pushes you to the point of being a little further ahead than you was before. So, self-discovery. Self-discovery was major a major push for me like discovering myself while writing that book I also got to go back um to some things in my mind and digging my emotions concerning some things you know just re-digging and it felt good because self-discovery is vital like discovering yourself what you need, what you require, what you want, what you do not want. What you are and are not willing to compromise with. Are you selling? Are you doing as much as you could do? Like just digging into yourself. What can I do better? What could I have said better today? Did I do everything that I could have did today? Did I make a difference today? Did I progress at all today? Did I do anything that was beneficial for where I'm headed today? So just discovering where I stand uh, presently, you know, pushes me to own in my own lane. Because if I can recognize where I am, then I could always envision and see where I'm going. Because if you don't know where you are, how can you move past where you are? You have to know where you stand 
in order to move forward. You have to know where you stand. And sometimes that self-discovery can get a little uncomfortable because there are some things we begin to discover about ourselves that we just do not like. We may not want to hear or deal with, but it's healthy. It's necessary. So that's definitely one of the pushes for me. Self-love, loving yourself, falling in love with yourself. Because there was a point in my life that I began to realize when I started seeing patterns being repeated and I started to see that I was putting myself in positions to be hurt, to be disappointed, to be crossed and things like that. I realized like you can't love you because they're not doing it to you. You're doing it to you because you are putting yourself in position to be treated this way. You're putting yourself in position to be walked over. So you can't love you. So when I realized that I didn't properly love myself. Then I was able to come to a conclusion of how I can love me better. What can I do for me to make sure that I'm loving me? What kind of things when it comes down to me is just (laughs) non-negotiable. Like, no. So digging into all of this pushes me and have pushed me into owning my lane. And when I tell you it feels good, it feels good. Being in my lane and owning it feels good. Because when you begin to love yourself and fall in love with yourself, It leads to the next thing, which is knowing who you are and becoming secure in your identity. Getting to know me and loving me allowed me to know who Marnesia is. What Marnesia likes. How you have to treat Marnesia. What Marnesia is going to accept. How is Marnesia treating others? All of those things matter. What's in Marnesia's heart? What is Marnesia's intentions and motives behind things? You know, that self-love allowed me to discover who I am. Like, just discover who I am and be secure and who I am, even beyond the natural standpoint, spiritually. And I'm still embracing who I am spiritually because, like I said, sometimes just thinking about the task and thinking about the promises of God and what God is calling you to do and requiring of you, sometimes it's a bit, you know, like, okay, hold up. So I'm still embracing the spiritual side of me, but I'm falling in love with her, you know, because it's it's got to be done, you know. And not just that, I, I think I've said before on the podcast, I don't want to leave this earth and not fulfill my purpose. 
But even beyond leaving here and not fulfilling my purpose, I truly desire to fulfill my purpose. And that's because I have a care and a love for people that I want to see everybody doing good. I want to see everybody making it. I don't want to see nobody hurt, nobody lost, you know, things like that. Like, I'm just caring. And I just want God to be satisfied with me. So... I'm embracing the spiritual side of myself um, and just doing things and taking steps that I need to take in order to just fully become her, be whole in Marnesia. Um, My other push is not caring what anybody thinks. Look, I, I just don't care no more. Like... I'm to a point in my life where I just do not care. I'm at a point, I, I guess you could say, this chapter of my life is called freedom. And it's been like this for a moment. I, I could say maybe since, yeah, the beginning of last year, um, I started um, just like trying to drill in my mind, like, forget what people think forget what people will have to say but the middle of last year oh man I just really started blossoming into this who cares (laughs) like who cares like I'm in my lane I'm on it I mean look you can feel however you want to feel about it I just don't care anymore because it it leads me to my my last point. I have to live for me. You know, I have to live for me to fulfill my own purpose and just to be comfortable. Like, who want to go through life always being concerned about what what other people think and what other people have to say? Because there has been moments in my life where I've sat back and looked at other people and I'm like, look, they living. They're doing what they're called to do and they're okay in that element. And I used to ask myself, like, why you can't do that? Why you can't be? And I wasn't doing it in a way of just trying to compare myself. But it was needed. Even though sometimes in some moments I do think that's dangerous because it can also make you feel, you know, some kind of way. Like you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. But it also pushes you if you allow it to. So perspective, again, matters. So I would sit back and I would see people like do what they do. Example, singing. I don't always like to hear myself sing, but I do love to sing. But. The way that I desire to know how to sing. I don't feel like I know how to sing. Um, most people like to hear me more than I like to hear myself. So when I would see people in their element where they're just singing and, you know, enjoying the gift that God gave them and not caring, you know, I used to be like, look, why can't, why I just can't do that? So... Owning my lane consists of me just becoming whole, 
being okay with being whole, embracing just who I am and everything concerning me. Because confidence matters. Knowing who you are matters. Being secure in your identity matters. Because I don't think without any of these things, we really can't fulfill purpose. If you don't know who you are, you can't fulfill purpose. If you're not confident in who you are and what you have to do, you cannot fulfill your purpose. It will be a hindrance. Being secure in your identity, it will be a hindrance. Because anything will be able to knock you off track. Knock you off your post. So I'm just in my lane. And freedom feels good. Freedom feels good. Not caring anymore feels good. You know, no longer having to carry that weight of what would they think if I say this or do that. You know, and God is just continuing, continuously giving me more grace to own my lane, to not care, to be who he's calling me to be, um, to be equipped and, you know, just all kind of things, you know, um, just becoming whole. So... I hope these points really help somebody from the blocks to the pushes. I hope you got something out of it because what I would say to you is to just own your lane. Be who God has called you to be. Do what God has called you to do because you have to live for you. You have to live for you. And I know sometimes we do, you know, want that support. We long for support and not because we need anybody to validate us, but support feels good. And anybody that say it doesn't is a liar. It feels good to know that people is rooting for you. It feels good to know that people believe in, you know, whatever it is you have going on. Believe that you can do and be whoever God is calling you to be. It feels good to know that the people that you love are the same people that's clapping for you. That's standing in your corner and waiting for you to own that lane. To be that person. To do that thing. It feels good. But on the flip side, what if we don't have it? What if you don't get that? What if that desire is not fulfilled? That doesn't mean don't fulfill your purpose. That doesn't mean don't become the best version of yourself. That means keep pushing. That means that it's grind time. That means you have to go harder because not only do you not have what you desire, but you know that nobody's going to have your back the way that you have it. And you can be secure in knowing that you got your own back. You can be secure in that. You can find security in it. I've learned to find security in the fact that I know that I got me. I can defend me. I can love me. I can encourage me. I can push me. I can do what is necessary in order to 
be who I need to be or stand back up because sometimes you fall. Sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you have those moments where you're like, this is not possible. Because like I said, I still have them sometimes and I have to put myself in check. Like, look, girl, this is who God says you are. So if you can envision it, you can see it. And what I mean by see it, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking beyond the vision sight. You can literally see it in the natural if you keep pushing. That vision that you see will become one that you're walking in, one that you're actually living. So on that lane, because you're going to make yourself proud. And some of the people that you don't have on your side right now, some of the people that you were concerned about what they think about you, those people that did not show you love, those people that seemed as if they did not believe in you, that those people that was watching silently and didn't say anything, those are going to be the same people that's going to be running to you when your name is great. Those are going to be the same people that's going to want to publicly praise and love you when your name becomes great. But some of them don't know that they should have been on a bad wagon when they felt like you were nobody. So that's just a push for those who are concerned and consumed with what others feel and what other th others think. But when it comes down to yourself, own your lane because you deserve it. I had to realize I deserve to live for me. Like everybody else living their life. Look, I ain't got time to be out here living and making moves and making decisions based on what somebody else think. Look, I'm going to be myself. And I'm going to enjoy it. And have freedom in doing so. So just be yourself. Be confident. Love yourself. Discover who you are. Become secure in your identity. Stop caring about everybody else, trying to please everybody else, trying to prioritize everybody else. You are your priority. Because nobody else is going to prioritize you the way that you can. Fulfill your purpose. I'm in my lane. I'm owning it. And this is just the beginning. So the world needs to watch out. <laughs> This is just the beginning. But I'm on in my lane. Look, y'all. I just. The only way I can put it in words is it feels good. It feels good to drop that weight. It feels good to drop that weight. And it, and it becomes. And I'm going to add this before I go. It also has a lot to do with what you carry. The dead weight that you're carrying those grudges and unforgiveness and things like that. You can't own your lane with that weight. You cannot own your lane with that weight. You got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. If you get on an airplane, you know that that airplane has a weight limit. It has a weight limit. So when you're trying to soar... It has a weight limit. You can't carry all that stuff. You have to be free to fly. 
You have to be free to fly. And I'm going to say it one more time. You got to be free to fly. On your lane. And until next week, y'all. Bye-bye.